and welcome to another edition of Digging Deeper with Brian Hale. Brought to you by Hale Multimedia, website and mobile app development for over 25 years. That's HaleMultimedia.com. Now listen in and join me online at DiggingDeeper.us. In previous articles, John Rappaport established the fact that the existence of the SARS-CoV-2 is unproven and that he's brought forward Dr. Tom Cowan's evidence that the genetic sequence of the virus was cobbled together piecemeal from databases based on zero science. In other words, the sequencing was a fraud based on data. The chosen direction of the fraud? A coronavirus. That was the arbitrary choice. Researchers picked, off the data shelf, a new coronavirus, meaning they assembled pieces of genetic code they claimed were corona, and they hooked them up and said, voila, we have a new SARS-type virus. If you look at the motley collection of pre-pandemic drills and exercises and conferences, the theoretical virus almost always turned out to be a coronavirus. That was the pre-ordained storyline. That was the plan. Am I suggesting that many, many scientists and even political leaders and globalists, big shots knew in advance that no real virus would ever be discovered, that the sequencing would be fake? Of course not. In every major covert operation, information is compartmentalized. In this particular operation, we have a stunning fact. Almost everyone automatically believes the genetic sequencing and the virus are real. That goes for the elite scientists as well. They're in the dark. Only a very few are aware that the whole process of cobbling together the new virus is fraught with fraud. So for all intents and purposes, the virus, con, is protected. It's protected by institutionalized science, by massive consensus, and massive ignorance. The situation is even more stunning than that. All over the world there are scientists in labs of various kinds who believe they're working with the virus when they're working with a cobbled together idea of the virus. So for the most part in this COVID operation, the key players are only aware that researchers could arbitrarily choose one virus over another as the cause of the pandemic. They're not aware that the choice is actually a fake virus. The choice of a new coronavirus was made for a simple reason. The diagnostic test would turn up huge numbers of false positives, thus jacking up case numbers and providing the rationale for the lockdowns and the economic devastation, which were all along the real aims of this operation. To put it more specifically, the PCR test would register positive because it was geared to detect genetic sequences commonly present in people all over the world. To put it still another way, the PCR test was pre-set with data which would match the data extracted from patients. The fix was in. The virus was concocted of data. It was and is data. The test was loaded with data that frequently matches the virus data. Think of it this way. You have a map of a lost gold mine. It seems to chart a course through the mountains and valleys of California. Of course, the map is a fake. It was drawn and made to look old. You follow the map, and sure enough, in a remote mountain area, you arrive at a giant hole in the side of a hill. But the hole and the mine are fake, too. It's a village. The tunnel and the braces 
and the struts were built recently. The map matches the mine. Fake leads to fake. In the digital age, any material thing can be digitized. The material thing is then represented by code. Activate the code, and a virtual portrait of the thing pops up. But it's just as easy to invent code for something that doesn't exist, or has never been proven to exist, like SARS, C-O-V-2. Pure gold and pure garbage are made interchangeable in the form of data. And that's just the tip of the iceberg from John Rappaport. I was going to mention the computer glitches thing earlier, so now's a good time to talk about that. Do you think computers have glitches? Well, yeah. Who doesn't, right? Let's vote on that. Do computers have glitches? Yeah. Computers are programmed by people, so computers don't necessarily always have random glitches. They can be programmed to make things change. You know, as programmers, we understand that a program can, can be created to tell the computer to do anything. But even with solid code, even with absolutely stable code, there's still a possibility that a computer can have a glitch. And that's because data is transferred, you know, sometimes wirelessly, sometimes through wired connections over networks in packets, in small packets back and forth. And the packets going there have to tell the packets coming back that they arrived. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, it's an incredible operation. But the bottom line is, sometimes these packets drop off in the midair. They just do. And if that one tiny piece of the code that's being transmitted over that few microseconds doesn't make it, then that file is corrupt. So computers have glitches. If we can all agree on that, then that's a good place to start. If computers glitch, it could be that all these computers just glitched. Could be, right? I don't care what side of the spectrum you're on there. I don't care what side of that argument you're on. You've all agreed. You've all agreed computers have glitches. Even with perfect code. Do you trust your life with computers? Wow, where'd you come up with that question? Okay, we went from computer glitches here and there, changing a few votes here and there, to do you trust your life with it? Do I trust my life with a computer? Do I trust my life with a computer code? Let's say, for instance, let, let's say, for instance, they made a computer generated of genetics and they want to use some messenger RNA to shoot these codes into my body because they think that'll make my immune system better. In a perfect world of absolute faith and trust in science, if I was guaranteed 100% yeah, in a perfect world, yes. In a perfect world, I suppose you should be able to trust a computer. But didn't we all just agree that computers have glitches even in the best of circumstances? So even in a perfect world of science, there's still glitches. Things don't turn out so well. Genetic sequencing and glitches don't go together. Read the CDC document, page 39, and you will find out. Just read the document. We'll have it up on the website under the article if it isn't already. The CDC admits that the sequencing that they came up with not only was generated by a computer system based on 37 pairs out of 30,000, it was also based on monkey DNA because... 
Five different types of tissue were used to try to infect using the coronavirus COV2. And guess what? Three were human and two were not. The three that were human showed no infection by the COVID-2. <gasps> but the one that did show infection, and this is in the CDC paper itself, was monkey cells. Monkey cells were adversely infected by the computer-generated, algorithmically made, you-know-you-can-trust-big-tech data virus from monkey cells. That's what they created this from because they didn't have the original. And I would like to know between January and June why the CDC on their very own paper, as stated by John Rappaport, showed and said on their own by their own admittance that they didn't have the isolated virus. That was from January to June. They didn't have it. They said it on their paper. They didn't have it. In June, the article changed. The article changed. They had isolated. And that paper I'm talking about is the scientific study telling you exactly how they isolated it. And in that paper, you will read the human cells were not affected, but the monkey cells were. And that's what they generated, these vaccines based on that formula. Now, if you're going to take this vaccine, I was not an anti-vaccine person. I got the anthrax vaccine, man. I went to Desert Storm, went into the military, and not only took the vaccine that was experimental at the time, but gave it to hundreds and maybe over a thousand soldiers myself as a medic, medical assistant. Yeah, as an administrator, I helped vaccinate. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I'm telling you, if you want to put something into your body right now that's created to fight something that has a 0.5% death rate, that, okay, so let's get the risk straight here first. It's created to combat something that's less deadly than coconuts falling on your head. And that does it for another edition of Digging Deeper. We appreciate you listening. Remember, visit diggingdeeper.us for more or call in at 940-386-1806 and let us know what your thoughts are. If you'd like to be on the show, that's great. If not, we can surely use your thoughts and your research capabilities. Join us at diggingdeeper.us. Until next time, keep your eyes open.